Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, welcome to Chronicle Live over on Facebook. Joined by our chief sports writer, Lee Ryder, and we're going to have a little discussion about the talking points that uh, with Newcastle United. Obviously, it's Burnley on Saturday, but Newcastle into a quarterfinal of the League Cup. Lee, that's where we'll start with the news that Newcastle have drawn Brentford in the quarterfinal of the League Cup. And just your initial thoughts. It's a, it's a decent tie given the other names in the hat. Yeah, I think that's the way of looking at it. It was... Um... You know, if they plucked out Man City or Man United away, then almost the the little bit of hope you've got as a supporter or the writer, whatever angle you're coming in on it, it, it disappears. But Brentford away, it won't be easy, no doubt about that. But it's it's certainly a less daunting prospect than you know one of the bigger boys. I mean, then the day by the time the next the semi-finals come, it, one of them could go the journey and. The big thing I've picked up in the last sort of 24, 48 hours as you're looking through the the sort of tournament rule book is that the semi-final is only going to be over one leg. So, you know, that could be potentially a home game. Now, is there an advantage playing at home behind closed doors? Who knows? But at the end of the day, you know, to have the comforts in the build-up to the game of training at your own training ground, things like that, no travel involved might just give them the advantage but they've got to be Brentford first and but we've got that to to park until December now indeed we've got their comment from Michael Smith and he just says great chance for Newcastle to win this cup we've always said we'd love a cup run have we ever had a better chance in recent times Lee or in your time of covering the club <laughs> um I mean you look at that game against Hull City three years ago under Rafa when they lost on penalties and they were they were awful penalties that, that night. Um, but then I think if they got through, they would have got Manchester United. So is it the best chance they're ever going to have? It's it's a hard one to call because at the end of the day, you don't know what that semi-final draw is going to throw up if they get through. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But look, you've, you've at least got that in the back of your mind now until December. So, yeah. And it gives the players, I guess, a bit of motivation as well because in their mind they they know that there's a there's a big game but it's so far away that they can they can really knuckle down now over the next couple of months and and prove to Steve Bruce that they, and obviously they deserve to be in the Premier League side but they want to be part of this massive game for Newcastle as, as well yeah and I think there's plenty of competition for place at the moment um, the Newport game you know I watched it again last night had a, a little after getting back from Wales, I sat and watched that again and there was certainly a lot of room for improvement, let's say, but the way they did finish the game was a lot better than than how they started it and, you know, so it should be against Newport County, but at the end of the day, you know, I could I could feel the game changing um, and Shelby just seemed to, someone must have flicked the switch and he just decided to, get the game by the scruff of the neck and, you know, scored a fantastic goal and they probably could have had a couple. I think Murphy missed one from close range and 
Ryan Fraser had one one blocked and Sean Longstaff had one blocked. So there was lo- lots of chance. I think that 27 goal attempts, which you would expect against the League Two side. But at the end of the day, they got the job done. It, it wasn't pretty. That was my, my gut reaction down there the other day. And um, they're, they're through. So no, no one no one questioned it. They, they've done the job. Um, they just haven't done it in a very, um, you know, pretty way but then you know they went to Morecambe and they won 7-0 and people still found something to to have a moan about um, you know down there it's it's incredible really but you know we've got to we've got to remember that the reason you you watch football is to enjoy it and I think social media now has just made people automatically think oh what can I what can I have a a whinge about and you know there is a lot of things to be negative about when you're castle but there's when there's positives you've got to you've got to sort of cherish them a little bit and uh, getting the quarterfinals of a cup is something that, you know, we've all wanted for a long time and now we've had it twice in six months. You mentioned there the kind of criticism and that was the focus of Steve Bruce's press comments today, really. He addressed the criticism that's been on social media. Um, You were obviously in the press conference. What did you make of his comments? He, He said he didn't think the criticism was fair. He thinks it's not been balanced. He was he was quite fiery, wasn't he? Really, in his press comments when he was asked those questions and how he felt about um, some some of the constant criticism towards whether it be the style of play or, or formation. I think if you if you can remember life before the lockdown, that press conference at West Brom, where he he went he went off he flew off the handle, didn't he? After that game about certain reports, and today was very similar to that. Um, he, you know, the, he he got asked a couple of questions that that really seemed to to rile him, um, and maybe that's the theme he wants to take into the game. You know, get everyone fired up again. And you know, when when the players are looking back at a press conference like that, then they, uh, I think they enjoy it. I think they enjoy seeing the passion from the manager. Um, they certainly did after the West Brom game, and I think it'll be the same same with this because to them, that's him going out and defending them and you know going into a press conference and publicly backing his players um you know when they got beat at brighton he quite rightly criticized them but you know you know after them getting a good point at tottenham and getting through in the cup uh, that was um was huge 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 week for the players the way internally they'll be delighted with that that they've got them two results whether they were pretty or not they'll be delighted and they now just need to try and sign off against burnley well, that's the thing. On paper, it looks like an actually really good start to the season because if they beat Burnley, then it's seven points out of 12, quarterfinal of the League Cup. And then, let's say, on paper, it looks a very decent start to the season. But then, you know, you do look at the way that maybe they've struggled to dominate games and, and three shots on target in the first three Premier League um, matches. I suppose it's difficult to get that balance, isn't it? Because you want Newcastle... We all, all remember Newcastle like Kevin Keegan then at has Do certain... I mean, has it to be remembered that obviously Newcastle haven't got them sort of players today and Steve Bruce is, is maybe doing the best he can with the players he's got and the expectation around the club and the fan base? Yeah, I mean, the entertainers thing, it was a, it was a moment in time, really, um, because it was in the Premier League when... The Premier League, you know, had one or two teams with some money, and Newcastle weren't 
weren't skint themselves. They they went out and bought players, and they when they had a player in mind, they went out and they got him. Um, and the way Kevin Keegan put that team together was you know fantastic. Um, but at the end of the day, unless you're Manchester City or or Liverpool or Tottenham, perhaps, then you're not going to be able to play that type of football because it's about the players. And Newcastle had world-class players at that time. And no disrespect the current bunch, they're not going to be vying for moves to La Liga um, or, or, the to- or the top four in this country. I mean, some good players, don't get us wrong, but they're not of the same ilk of, of, of that entertainer's team. So it's going to be hard to replicate that. But I think the pro- half the problem is, is that back then the club had a, a good way of getting everybody on board, you know, with having people at the training ground and things like that. But the world's changed, as we know, we can't even get into the stadium to watch the games at the moment. So it, I think there is a, a, lot, a, a lot of the criticism and negativity is caused by the situation everybody's in. You know, everyone's everyone's fed up. You know, you can't go to the match. You've got to, you've got to do all these different things when you go out. You can't see certain members of family. Um, it, it's very tough at the moment, and I think it's reflective in, in the mood, um, you know, on social media. So, you know, hopefully they can get a win at the weekend and then, you know, give everyone a, another lift. It would be great to go into that international break on the back of a victory. Now, Burnley are the visitors on Saturday. The last couple of games haven't been one to write home about. Sky have chosen it to uh, broadcast at 8 o'clock. Yeah, again. Just to give the country a bit more um, joy. That's sarcasm, <laughs> by the way. Um, we'll start with a bit of injury news and the news that this man, Jamal Lascelles, is a doubt alongside Emil Kraft as well. But, I mean, obviously Lascelles is the big one. If he does miss... It's a, it's a huge loss, isn't he? Because he's, he is Newcastle's captain. He is the voice. And they're a bit short at the back. Obviously, Fabian shares back and he's ahead of schedule, Steve Bruce said. But losing your captain is never a good thing. No, it's not. But I think if if they can get an hour or so out of Fabian Scher, then I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, I mean, I know he was kind of in a situation where he could have left this summer, but seems to have sorted that out now. And... Thankfully, um, he's he's back. He's fit. He's ready to go. He actually made a bit of a difference when when he was introduced at Newport. I think I think that game when when, it, when that tactical decision happened, I think everyone was like, "What? We're getting beat here, and we're putting on another defender." It was it seemed to raise a few eyebrows at the time, but it's turned out that Emil Kraft was was injured and probably will miss this game as well. So it's it's a good time for Fabian Schur to to come back and. He's made he's made a difference before, hasn't he? He's, he? he's probably one of the more exciting defenders Newcastle have got. He can step out of defence and have a bit of a bang at goal. And um, yeah, it's it. But last season he, he didn't have the best of times. You know when he was getting played in midfield and things like that, it didn't seem to be working. But hopefully, it, hopefully he can make a difference in this game. Hopefully he can score a goal like he did a couple of seasons back against Burnley. That absolute wonder strike, which he won goal of the month for, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, Alan St. Maxman looks like he'll probably be fit and rare to go. He wasn't risked against Newport. Um, he's, it's at a massive, isn't it, for Newcastle to have him back in the side and have that creative spark. Obviously, Ryan Fraser did a, a decent job against Newport. Jacob Murphy as well stood out. But, you know, you really you need Alan St. Maxman in that side to, to supply Callum Wilson. 
yeah it's, and hopefully it's the St Maximin that's that's dazzled um, you know defences when he's when he's in form he's, there's, not, there's not many better than him he's been a terrific signing for Newcastle United and for me when when he is missing and he's injured then Newcastle aren't the same team basically they haven't got the same dynamic so if they can get him right up to speed again and Ryan Fraser get him fully fit then I, I do think you know we were talking about the entertainers there before but we're not we're not we're not comparing them to them but it will be quite exciting to watch because you know when with those two players on the break they can cause defences a few problems I mean Ryan Fraser had a couple because he's not fully fit we're not seeing the, the true sort of player that he is um, but some of his runs in the in the last few games have been uh, when he's played have been there for all to see so I just hope that um, hope he stays fit and the fact that um, he's got Scotland duty coming up doesn't doesn't knock him off track because that would be a bit of a nightmare it would indeed Burnley very rigid and you know like we've mentioned not the best of games but they have got Chris Wood up front and he's probably their star man alongside uh, Dwight McNeil so they've got a couple of players Newcastle need to watch out for um, but do you expect Newcastle to come out on top in this game? I think that they've got every chance in this one because Burnley have had a, a bad run really and um, they're sitting in the, the second bottom of the table with no points on the board so it's going to be uh, it's going to be a tough one but by the same token I think that Steve Bruce, um, he he loved these players motivated again, and if they can sign off for the national break on a high, then I think they've got every chance of a, a good result. Fingers crossed. That we mentioned to go into the international break with that many points would would be brilliant. Um, we it's, it's going to be another strange atmosphere. Obviously, we're quite used to it with no fans in the in the ground, um, but. The fact that they're they're not there probably they probably won't be missing much. Um, we're going to talk now about transfers. Steve Bruce asked whether there'll be any more people coming in. Obviously, they've signed the likes of Callum Wilson, Jamal Lewis, Jeff Hendrick, obviously the ex Burnley um, midfielder as well. And obviously, we all as fans want players and um, we want new players to come in, but. Lee, what did Steve Bruce have to say about possible transfers, given that the window closes in, what, is it three days' time? I mean, yeah, it is a good point that you're making about, you know, playing games behind closed doors. But it's for the players. I think they're trying to get the atmosphere the same as they can on a match day. And realistically, they've got the, the PA system up, they've got the music blast, and they're trying to do everything they can to replicate a normal match day. And... For the players, um, it'll never be the same without the fans. It's been such a long time now without that. And, you know, from their point of view, it was, you know, way back in March, wasn't it, against Southampton was the last game. So really, um, really difficult um, for for fans not to see the team, but hopefully uh, they can get some kind of something resolved on that. It would be great if somehow they could have the crowds back for the quarter-final of the League Cup or the semi-final if they get there. But we'll have to uh, we'll have to wait and see. I think you know you're asking me about the, the transfers and 
you know, they are looking to bring in a, a loan player um, and see, see where they go from there. But Steve Bruce actually was honest enough to say they're not going to be spending any more money. So from his point of view, you know, he probably thinks they've, they've done the business in terms of cash signings and now it's down to loan deals. Newcastle, though, they could do with possibly some cover at centre-back or do you think they've just been unlucky with injuries and when everyone's fit because they've still got Paul Dummett to come back here and Clark, they'll be all right in the, at the back? I think the if there is one position that they're probably going to try and strengthen it is going to be uh, a defender. So, as Steve Bruce said, it, we're, we're going in this sort of last sort of knockings of the window now and there's a few players where they could be potentially moving on. Um, the DeAndre Yedlam was, was one that was mentioned. Will someone come in for a late swoop for him? But... Um, but we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, you've seen today Barley's going out, sold to Rotherham. Uh, Sorensen's gone out on loan, so they're trimming the squad down gradually. There's still three or four that could go. Um, but they're the, the usual sort of names that we've, we've spoken about in not just this window, but um, the the last three or four windows, people like Henry Survey, um, Rolando Ahrens, Ashraf Lozar, so we'll we'll have to wait and see, but they're definitely trying to trim the squad down a bit. Is, are you surprised that Dan Barnes has headed out? I mean, it's congested, no. isn't it, in that central midfield? So, no, I'm not. I'm not surprised at all. Um, I think how far how far do you want to go back? Really, you could go back about six or seven years and. He was probably the player that they thought was going to be the, the one who broke through the first team. But in previous years, it hasn't really worked out. For me, they didn't get him out on loan early enough. He went to crew. It didn't work out very well. He ended up going at Grant Stanley. He did a little bit better than he had the, the loan at Rotherham. But it was like, he's 24 now. Um, that's, you know, you're beyond that sort of young player category. Um, he's had... I think he's had his, his the window opportunity for him it had been and gone before this preseason. It was a, I know he'd done well at, um, at Rotherham, but things changed in Newcastle. The Longstaff brothers really kicked on. Um, they got their opportunity. They've signed other players in midfield. They've handed Isaac Hayden a six-year contract. They've handed Shelby a long-term contract. Where's he going to? Unless there's an injury crisis, where's he going to play? If there's not an injury crisis, someone 24 years old playing for the under under 23s, which you can do by the way, because you can play a certain amount. Um, playing the reserves would just make absolutely no sense for him. It's a good move for him, and um, I hope he does well. A couple more questions, and just to finish off, any movement on Rodrigo Velka, Peruvian? He he was pictured crying as he left the pitch. Uh, was it a couple of days ago, just after the uh, the Newport game? Um, obviously he wasn't playing that game. He was over in Peru, but um, leaving you know the pitch of the final time for his team, and he looks like he's on his way. Yeah, I think I think he's already here. I believe. Yeah. Um, and you know he's gonna go obviously going through the motions of of getting the deal completed. Um, what they'll do with him next is is going to be interesting because 
they've they've got two choices really. They can they can keep him at the academy and just get him sort of settled in, um, get him to know the club, know the area, find him a house, things like that. And you know maybe we might you if he does stay, there's a possibility you might see him in the the AFL Trophy game. Um, I guess Bolton Wanderers possibility, but we'll wait and see. I think uh, the other option could be that they do loan him out straight away. But for me, that 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 would seem a bit of a strange move because you know he's coming from one country, you're getting him settled in, you send him straight out somewhere like Holland or Belgium. It doesn't see, that doesn't make sense for me. January would be the time to do that once he gets to know the club. And um, whatever the blueprint is these days, we'll we'll, we'll see. But uh, hopefully, it can be a good signing. Penultimate question: You spoke to Nobby Solano about this young Stanny. You got the seal of approval from from Nobby. Um, what did Solano have to say about him? Solano is, to be totally honest, he he hasn't spent that much time with him. He's aware of the player, but um, he's barely been in and around the the. Peruvian youth squads. It's it, it's a real, it's a real interesting one from Newcastle's point of view because they've obviously had a tip off that this this player could go on and develop and, and become even better. And uh, hopefully he can he can do it. But it, it's got it's a little bit like the Iosi Perez deal, really. I know Iosi Perez was a bit more money, and he had a, a bit more of a, a reputation. But it's one of them sort of under the radar sort of signings where. He'll come in. What what's expected of him? The expectations are pretty low. It's not a it's not a A list signing, is it? It's someone who's going to come in and be part of the youth squad and hopefully one day go on to be a, a big player for the um, for the first team. The final question then, and we've managed to avoid this for a couple of weeks. Um, it is on the takeover. What did you make of claims today from the Belgraph Nova Group? Um, the, the 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 kind of the the CEO there claiming that they'd held talks with Mike Ashley's rep- representatives. I think it was last week. Um, obviously they came out was it a month ago, six weeks ago. Big claims kind of fell apart. It was quite embarrassing for them in the end. And and now they've come back there to the BBC and said actually we're still we're still pushing for this deal and we've actually held talks with someone in Mike Ashley's party. What did you make of those those claims? Well. We're here again, aren't we? We're here. Somebody talking to the media before actually getting a deal done. It doesn't it doesn't make sense. It, it really doesn't make sense that to, to do it that way. You can do whatever you want once you buy the club and you can speak to the media as much as you want when you bought the club, but it just it doesn't make sense. And the information that we're getting is that they've only held some conversations with solicitors and yeah you I mean again it's a it's a bit like it's a bit like the the Saudi bit in a way because you have got people who claim to be part of that group who are saying no you see we'll we'll see where we're going to go with this and all that and you know it's at the moment the bid that's on the table is about 60 million short of, of what Mike Ashley's asking for so if you you already light with the bid, then you know it doesn't it doesn't all go well. But we'll see. Someone's going to buy one day. Fingers crossed. Well, 
the way it feels, we could be here for another 10 years <coughs> with Mike Ashley in charge. I mean, obviously he's back as well. What do you make of him being back at the games? Are you, you're, I mean, you're, you're there at every game and it seems like Mike, Mike Ashley's also there. Yeah, it's, uh, if 2020 can't get any weirder, you see Mike Ashley stand on his seat at West Ham applauding the team off and I don't know. I don't know what he's doing there. I don't know if he's having a bit of fun trying to say, look at me, I'm enjoying the match and I'm not getting showered at for 90 minutes. I, I don't know. But then the day, it can't do Steve Bruce any harm because at the end of the day, if, if Newcastle get beat and he continues to watch and he knows that when Mike, when Steve Bruce is saying, look, I need another 20 million for a striker because you can see we're not scoring enough goals, then he can see it with his own eyes. So we'll, we'll see, but you know, it's it's one of them for for Mike Ashley. In the last few years, he he needed to come out and make some statements and do some interviews, and he just hasn't done it. So it's it's so impossible to second guess the man. Well, Lee, thank you very much for joining us. Hopefully, the game tomorrow against Burnley isn't as bad as the last couple, and Newcastle can go into the national break on a bit of a high. You guys watching, thank you very much for joining us. Head over to Chronicle Live to keep up the date with all the latest Newcastle United news. So just a quick note, we're now over on YouTube at the Everything Is Black and White podcast. And if you're liking what you're hearing, why not come and see what we're producing? We'd really like you to hit subscribe. We're also over on Instagram at Chronicle NUFC and in the usual place on Twitter and Facebook. We'd really like the likes, the reviews and the subscriptions because without your continued support, we can't get very far. So thank you very much for listening.